All right. Episode 34. From this point forward, we will be officially Steve Less. And then there were two. Again. So, I'm not going to go into it. Steve no longer. uh, Steve died in a car accident. I didn't want to make a big deal about it, but uh, farewell, Steve. So moving on. Did his departure have anything to do with him smoking an e-cigarette? Yes, he was. I didn't want to mention it, but he was lighting an e-cigarette and uh, careened into oncoming traffic. (laughs) (laughs) The e-cigarette was smushed up like a a, a, uh, crinkle French fry when they found him on his face. He finally saw the Steven Dorf commercial. I was like, you know what? This guy has a compelling argument. I'm going to try it out. Not a great vampire. But a real cool e-smoker. <laughs> anyway, um, so one of the things that uh, you guys don't know is on a daily basis, Nick will call me and he will advise me of some sort of a uh, whatever's happening in the news. And no bullshit. Every single time he goes, I, he tells me a news story. I'll be like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> then he gets super frustrated. He's like, "Dude, you you have no idea what you're ta- what I'm talking." And I'm like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about." So, a couple of the later now these aren't the weird news stories we usually bring to you. Um, these are actually pretty popular news stories that every one of you guys are probably going to know about. But actually, I'm hearing most of, about most of these for the first time right now. Nick started to tell me some of these, and I immediately told him, "Don't talk about any of these until we get on the podcast." I don't watch the news. And when I say I don't watch the news, I mean I don't watch the news. I don't listen to, like, any radio that's, it's all, like, mostly listen to podcasts and then music. So I don't really, uh, I have absolutely no idea what's going on in current events. With uh, that being said, here's a couple of uh, stories that happened in the last week. So I'm going to hear them for the first time and uh, we'll react to them as I hear them. The first one is about the Snowden, the in a, a former NSA contract employee who leaked all the information, uh, as everyone's probably heard, he, I guess he's apparently still in Russia and looking for asylum somewhere because people are saying basically as soon as Russia downloads everything this guy and debriefs him, he's pretty much going to be kicked to the curb as in like they're going to tell him like, yeah, we got what we wanted. You're getting out of this country. Well, so, he was, so this one I do know something about because we talked about it before. He was in China. Right. In China, gave them our secrets. I'm a, that's what I, that's it's yeah. That's what so, people are assuming. Okay, beyond that, then he went to Russia. Well, China pretty much took everything they needed from him and booted his ass. Like we'll we'll ha- uh, have a nice day. It's definitely not. It's definitely you, not us. Speech. <laughs> then he moved on to Russia. How did he get to Russia? I mean, I'm assuming he. Didn't I think walk. they flew. They picked him up. They, they let him come him there. Yeah, they put him in like one of those crates that you see with you know the munitions and stuff, and just dropped him off with a. a, a Umbrella or whatever. Just go on. Right. (laughs) So he's basically looking for asylum in Ecuador or possibly Venezuela. And I saw a story of a very small like link or something on Yahoo. It was saying um, the jester threatens to crash uh, servers with any country that takes um, the Snowden. I'm like, what's this? I click on the link. And when I find – I discover this – there's this hacker named uh, The Jester who's a self-described computer vigilante and uh, one of the few people that seems to be like looking out for America's interests. So I read this link and apparently he crashed or he, he screwed with the servers for the government for Ecuador. And now they're basically saying like, hey, we're, this guy mean this hacker means business. We will not be taking this, uh, this uh, Snowden. So I, I Wikipedia and Googled Jester and everything I could find, and basically this guy's like some real life computer superhero that look basically looks out for America's interests. He uh, no one knows who he is. He only he he speaks to people through his, like an online blog he has, uh, his Twitter account, and uh, that IRC network for like the computer nerds that like the black internet or whatever they want to call it. Uh, but apparently some of you guys might have heard about that West Thurl Baptist Church a few years ago. Somebody leaked all their information online, like their phone number, all their personal emails and all those other things. So they got from f- their we- on to th- on their own website, publishing it as, as, as and if he, it was them. And, yeah. And he put it on a bunch of other, uh, mediums too, like on the internet. I'm, Cause I remember hearing about that. Well, apparently th- this gesture is responsible for it. Um, he's also you, mostly what he does is he goes to these 
uh, radical Islamist like anti-American websites and and hacks into them and like overrides their or like shuts down their servers so they're shut down. Like he gives it a virus or you know I don't know much about hacking, but he basically takes them out. Um, he also when all that a lot of that stuff was that WikiLeaks thing was going on with that uh, what is it Julian Assan I don't know I can't pronounce his last name. Asanagi? Yeah, Asengay, Asengay, I don't know. Um, apparently, he was the, the gesture claimed responsibility for the one that kept shutting down WikiLeaks. Well, then if you remember, WikiLeaks was able to get on Amazon's server and a couple other servers, and at that point, I don't think that the gesture was able to shut any more down, but he gave them a hard time. That was when they had leaked. What's WikiLeaks? WikiLeaks is that website that, that is Julian... Is like Wikipedia? Yeah. Is that where the name's taken from? I'm assuming so. This, so I think the guy's uh, Swedish or something. He put Awful, a bunch dude. of uh, basically it's where people go. Like if you, if when, if, like the Snowden guy, if you want to leak information, this guy gives you a place to do it. So a bunch of there's a, a guy from the military a few years Anonymously, ago. I mean, obviously, I, I leak a lot of information on Facebook weekly, and I don't go to Wiki. Do you, I mean do you have to be somebody in order? Like you know how like uh, on Twitter they can give you that little thing that says hey we know you're you're the actual celebrity do you have to be somebody in order for this to be able to verify what you're leaking you know what i mean is it i think it's usually people from I mean, it's been a couple people from like the, inside the united states government that have come to him and said hey i've got i've i got some information to so give you and he he actually i think does verify like, like espionage stuff or, or like you know hey the this politician sleeping with this person or any, any I think either one but the, there was a guy from the US military that gave a bunch of information of about um a ton of stuff and this dude's a Swede uh, he's yeah he's from Europe somewhere but in, living in still Europe yeah so he basically his what this jester attacked that guy's website the jester apparently had some kind of live chat with uh there's some college in Maine, a computer science institute or something. It's one of the best ones you can go to, apparently. And he, like, live chatted with a bunch of students going to that school. And I guess he did say that he's a former soldier and did, like, four tours in Afghanistan. You mean, like, MIT? Are you talking about in Massachusetts? No, it's in oh. Maine. Oh, okay. Like DeVry? <laughs> I, I would have said MIT, oh, but it MIT. Maybe, maybe you were confused. DeVry. <laughs> I think it was more prestigious than DeVry. I don't know. Is that accredited? Right. Um, I'm trying to look at some a couple of other things this guy's responsible for is apparently he came up with this system that he uses to hack into all this stuff that these other hacking groups, I guess there's a lot of hacking groups out of like Europe that, uh, have done a lot of like, they attacked the CIA's website and then a couple other things like that. Well, in retaliation, Jester has then attacked their servers. So, I mean, this guy's pretty much like a, like an online Batman for the United States and is... Don't you just wish he had a cooler name than Jester? Because to me, that's pretty cool. No, it always reminds me of the county fair and some douchebag where, like, with a dunk tank, winning a mirror with like that's like a like a clown with a Jester face on it or a jackal or something really white trashy. I don't know. The Jester just isn't. That cool. it's not that cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's the jackal. That's a better name than the Jester. Doesn't, yeah. he have, doesn't he call himself something else too? I read something else on there, uh, over your shoulder, like that the hand or the. He's got some other moniker that he goes by, maybe just with internet dorks. But in, his name's all like you know it's all that crazy numbers instead of letters and. Right. <laughs> yeah. How old do you think this guy is, really? I don't know, probably between thirty and between like if you late twenties to if you forty. Believe the fact that he's who he says he is. Yeah. Is it not possible that he's like a 13, 14 year old kid? Would that be crazy? <laughs> like seven. <laughs> I don't know. The whole to take you back to the the WikiLeaks thing, it bothers me because why would somebody? It just doesn't. It blows my mind. And I know, like this, this is that supposed to be like a, a patriotic thing to do or to really expose? I mean. The Snowden guy, the WikiLeaks guy, they both sound like total idiots. I just... Well, I, I think the Snowden guy I think that thought the American public was going to embrace him. And it was kind of weird because when the story first broke, I mean, people were obviously pissed about, like, the that Operation Prism where the CIA was, or I'm sorry, NSA was collecting all that information. But then quickly it kind of turned to this guy. It's like, well, 
you're trying to act like you're this guy was trying to act like he was some like hero and it's like dude you went right to china obviously gave them all the information that right. you had I, I i don't know to me like i said the, the whole the whole thing is this guy sounds like you know he's obviously doing a patriotic thing but the snowden guy no no uh, hell no i'm i'm on 100 on i would assuming your side where that snowden guy's a bitch right and like why would you why would you expose like say hey we're doing all this dirty shit or you, what you consider dirty telling the american people like hey our country's messed up and then going to another country and being like look how messed up these guys are here's some more information that they've stolen from you Turn your back and I, I hope they find him and kill him, or I hope he's dead already. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm uh, sending SEAL Team Three. The thing with the jester is there's a couple like those European like uh, on like there those hacking groups that he. What's crazy is like he'll go and shut their stuff down, and once he does that, they have got nothing to do, and then they'll just start like in retaliation. They like start hacking into other American like websites like. MasterCard and Amazon and PayPal, which is crazy. So, I mean, they, apparently, like this guy's like creates these online wars, and they can't ever attack him personally because he's one guy. So these groups will then attack like other American websites. I find it hard to believe that with the technology out there, that there's one guy that's so much smarter than anybody we have working in the government or any of these like like you said like computer schools that like. Nobody can figure out who this guy is. Right. Or maybe they're just not figuring out who he is. On purpose. I I would have I bet that at the high levels people know who he is, and our country's probably like like the NSA or something, and they're probably like, hey, you know, this guy's on our side. Do you think he's this helping guy, us? Can you imagine like the guys down there clicking away in his wife? He's like, in his mom's basement. His kids are running around, and his wife's like, Bob, come upstairs. It's time for dinner, and he's like, I'm in the middle of something. And he's got like 80 computer screens going on. <laughs> And he, you're down there all the time. He's got a beer gut and a Dago tea, and he's smoking it like a pile of cigarettes. <laughs> it's Steve. Steve is the jester. That's why he can't be here tonight. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, one of the cooler th- or one of the things he did that was pretty crazy is um, hold on one second. Let me find this one. This story here. Apparently, he broke into like uh, I think it was in Syria. McDonald Douglas. He broke into the the uh, government's. Uh, when the rebels were fighting him, he broke into their government servers and basically put a, a bunch of ads up there saying, hey, like all these soldiers are leaving their posts and abandoning their posts and they're done. So all these other soldiers are like, fuck, this is what's happening. So they surrendered. So he totally like from his Manipulated from, yeah, the surrender. Of the yeah, country. because he anyone reading on that website thought it was from the actual website that this Don't country like that. They'll usually shut down their Internet or their, you know, like they might have done after that. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, this guy definitely seems pretty cool. Oh, it was the Gaddafi. It was the um, for he shut down or he fabricated articles reporting degradation in the troop morale, which led to more troops abandoning People their posts. People are just saying they're not happy with the way things are. The food's not that great. You know, they want to get to do this whole forty virgin shower. thing. Yeah, they found out they were virgins, but unfortunately, they were dudes. <laughs> Uh, On to the next story that Dave didn't know about is David not heard about Aaron Hernandez apparently uh, being arrested and charged with murder. Well, who? First of all, who's Aaron Hernandez for the people who? I I mean, I know now because right the the tight end for the Patriots. The tight end is he like like one of the like he's one of the better tight ends in probably football was was now he's about to be he's gonna be a tight end for long where he's going. But are you saying that this guy's gonna be raped? Or is this guy's going to be doing the raping? Or what's... No, I'm saying he's probably going to be raped. You don't think he'll be doing the raping? In the beginning, maybe, but, you know, that only lasts so long. There's always somebody bigger and rapier in prison. <laughs> I hope. That's what I, in my heart, I hope that's what happens. Well, as the story broke, like right before that actual story broke where Wait, he was... hold on a second. Who doesn't get raped in prison? You know what? It's funny because I was just thinking... Like every time some, you tell me a story or somebody says something about, I think especially on the podcast, oh, you know, this person's going to prison, that person's going to prison. The first thing out of every dude's mind is that, oh, yeah, that guy's going to get raped when he gets to prison. Is there anybody who's exonerated from getting raped? Like, you know, who comes in and people like, like the Fonz would go in there and he, and he, they, someone tries to rape him. He's like, hey, and they're like, oh, right. I just look at it like that dude's. I'm like, this guy's probably going to be raping people. I, I don't know. He's 
seems pretty fucking rape nuts. Rape or be raped? Like he just goes in there because, well, tell people why he's nuts. Okay. Why you believe he's nuts. So right before the story broke about him being arrested for this murder, another guy in Florida apparently filed a lawsuit against him because claiming that Aaron Hernandez shot him in the face with a, with a handgun. And this guy lost an eye over it. Apparently in Florida, there was no criminal charges pressed due to the situation. I don't know if there's no witnesses or what happened, but this guy lost an eye and is now suing Aaron Hernandez civilly. So, like, I believe the day before the murder story broke, this story broke, and I remember hearing him, I go, man, this guy's crazy. Then the murder story uh, breaks, and apparently what happens is, I think we kind of mentioned this last week, was uh, <laughs> the police are like, hey, we need your cell phone. He's like, all right. You can get it from my attorney. His attorney gives the police the cell phone broken in like four or five different pieces. And uh, I don't know if he broke the SIM card or the SD card or not, but apparently there's other, you could still get the information from the phone. Um, and then his security system at his house, I guess he's got a, he had an elaborate security system that also was smashed and given to the police. So, I mean, what kind of asshole does that make you look like? A big one. Absolutely. Well, so as the story continued to evolve, like more information wait, came out. Just real quick, so I, like I was saying before, he gives the he's like, he like surrenders his phones to the police. He's like, here they are, they're smashed. So what are you gonna do about them? They're like, we're gonna we download tolls, and we can download the information from your phone anyway. We don't really need the hard actual phone. That's just an easier way for us to be lazy. But now we'll just go into your phone and we'll get into your iCloud and we'll get into all the stuff that you have and we'll get subpoenas for all that. So smashing the actual phone itself to me is funny because he's sitting there like the big idiot he is and he's like, look at what I just did. And they're like, you just ruined an $800 phone, dude. You could have kept, we were going to give you that back. We just wanted the information off of it. There's a picture of him looking all, you know, with like a gold Glock or like a nickel plated, like a gold Glock, like a silver plated Glock. It's He's embracing Manti Teo. <laughs> what if they found out he was the guy that was texting Manti Teo? <laughs> he shot him because he was catfished. <laughs> so the, apparently, as the story continues, the information comes out. Aaron Hernandez allegedly killed this guy because this guy was a witness to an earlier shooting that Aaron Hernandez was involved in. And then today, apparently, another story broke where Aaron Hernandez is, Aaron Hernandez is the suspect in another murder in Florida. So basically, this guy's fucking serial killer. This guy's a mass murderer. The best part is, is like, I always love the expressions when these guys get arrested because usually they're like, oh, like, oh, like they're like, fuck, man. Like they're, this guy's just kind of like, yep, yeah, it happened. You know what? There's probably more to come. Right. He's just waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> so like this dude like it. killed some I mean, major. Obviously, he was let out of his contract immediately. I'm assuming. Yeah, the Patriots like erased his existence. Like he's not on their website anymore. His stats, everything is taken off their official website. Anyone that bought an Aaron Hernandez jersey can trade it in and get any other Patriots jersey they want. Can I trade in a Milton Bradley jersey? Let go. Can I? He's that? probably still considered lower than Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> I would agree. You've got, you got Milton Bradley and you have Bartman. They don't have a Bartman jersey. Though. Right, you should get one. We're at to the game. They should make him wear a Bartman jersey. <laughs> oh man! All right, so you know who Trayvon Martin is? Yeah, I do. That's the guy with the hoodie. Yep. The, did you know the trial started? No. All right, the trial not. did in fact start. I was waiting for this. So what's it been? It's been what a year. Yeah. Do you think that when I look at, I thought Zimmerman was, Zimmerman was Hispanic, and do you, like I'm sure he's just thinking like, God damn, I wish they could like if the media would have considered me Hispanic, this whole thing probably would have went away. It's funny because you know all, a lot of times the push for like Hispanic people to be like, well, you know, just considered white. Well, they probably want to have their own identity, but like you know, a lot of times you'll see like white. White Hispanic, so they're still considered white, but then with a hash Hispanic or whatever. And like you said, at this point, it's like, dude, just consider me a minority in, in reference to this. Because when you call me white and then a black person died at my hands, it looks a lot worse than if you would have, if I also was a right. minority. So go forward. Um, well, apparently we, there, there's been a lot of stuff in the media. They've covered it extensively every day. Um and it looks like Zimmerman gained a little bit of weight. I don't know if you can Google a picture of him real quick, but uh, <laughs> he's out. He oh, got he, he bonded out, I think, like six months ago. Um, I wonder what the bond was on that. Uh, I don't know a lot. Million. What do you think about Jamie Foxx wearing a Trayvon shirt, T-shirt to the BET Awards? Awful, dude. I don't get it. 
I don't understand what that means. I mean, he wasn't... I, obviously, I'm annoyed to the unteenth percent, but he wasn't there. So I don't know why all of a sudden he's just taking up this guy's cause. It's like, you don't know what happened. Like, I understand you're... You, nobody wants to see a young person die, but at the same time, you're gonna you're gonna go out on a limb and just indict this other person and say you're guilty. You weren't there. How do you know? Right. There's there's stories on both sides of the fence. Right. I mean, from what I've heard, uh, you know, and the, the big thing that's going on from what you told me earlier before I stopped you was that the prosecution is saying, hey, this Zimmerman guy, you were told on the phone by the police. To dispatcher, a dispatcher. But they didn't. They didn't qualify that. They just said you were told on the right. They were. You were told on the phone by the police. Were you not to stop? It, but we're assuming. They're assuming it was a police officer. Who? The, the prosecutor. Are they saying it was a dispatcher? I don't even know if that's even coming to. Uh... Whether it was a dispatcher or a policeman. Right. E- either or. I'm saying it, it. How can somebody on the phone? I understand what they're doing. They're saying like, hey. For the purposes, our purposes of, of wanting to keep you safe, like just just call it in from a distance. Don't, but they're you know I mean this guy that doesn't mean you have to. They're not in charge of you. No one's your boss. So he was still doing what he thought he needed to do till the police got there. I'm not. I'm only defending him because it just seems like everyone else is attacking the guy without really knowing the story. And then the lead prosecution witness basically was saying like, oh, this Trayvon Martin had like no racist bone in his body, never said anything racist. But earlier she testified to the fact that he said, what did you say? She called him like a cracker. Creepy made... cracker motherfucker or something like that. So, and then, so I don't, I don't understand how he, that all of a sudden he's considered like a saint and this other guy is considered, you know, a murderer. It's like, well, I, I, w- w- are there any witnesses that were actually there? What? Several witnesses have testified basically like. They came out while well, it was one, one guy testified. While the fight was in progress, he came out, saw a fight, and was like, oh, shit. And then he testified that, from what he saw, it looked like Trayvon Martin was on top, and Zimmerman was on the bottom. Well, then he went back in to call 911, and that's when he heard the gunshot. And he came back outside, and apparently he Trayvon Martin was like face down on the ground, and Zimmerman apparently proned him out once he was shot, uh, proned out Trayvon Martin's body. Well, then there was a discrepancy, because I think when the police actually found the body... I think Trayvon Martin's hands were underneath them or something, so that's something they're trying to... I think the the prosecution's... Maybe he was turning them over to make sure he didn't have any other weapons or, you know, to make sure it was the scene was safe. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like he was doing... But no, I, I guess anytime you see, like, a... I think that celebrities do have a somewhat... As sick as it is to say, have some bit of responsibility when it comes to, like, how they carry these kind of things. And for Jamie Foxx to show up wearing, like, a Trayvon Martin tribute shirt is, like... Well, I mean, how, why all of a sudden do you not? Are you supportive of Trayvon Martin without when you weren't there and you're not supportive of this other guy? It just, it, it you you're you're helping make this a complete race issue, right? Because you should have wore a shirt that had both of their faces and said this was a tragedy on it, not one guy and, and you know, and all these people wearing the hoods and stuff like that. Like I wear a hoodie. If I died, I don't think anyone would wear. Would that's not the first thing they would think of, right? I don't know, maybe. I think Jimmy Fox was asked about it because he was getting a little bit of heat over it. I think he just said, well, hey, I wore the T-shirt because I met this guy's parents, and I just feel bad for them for losing him. But still, it's like that's you saving face. You know damn well why you're wearing it. It's a hot-button issue. The race thing is obviously involved. And he's just, you know. This is Booty Calls, Jamie Fox, right? The movie Booty Call, starring in Booty Call. And uh, very serious actor. <laughs> what's the current movie with the, it's like the same movie that came out like a month ago? He's in the movie that's about the. He's the president in this movie. White House Down. Yeah, and it, but it's just like the other one that came out like a month ago or two months White ago. White House Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, with Gerard Butler is like the uh, the White House. Like the president gets taken hostage in that one too. I think. That's, yeah. Obviously, these studios they don't like they don't communicate. Like somebody, there was two scripts that were just a couple of like you know pages different, and they both got made. I don't know how that. Yeah. Happens. Uh-huh. So. You're happy. You're not happy with him wearing the shirt either. I assume. Yeah, it's for exactly the same reason that you're not. What else? I mean, I get he can do whatever the hell he wants, but it's just like. That's fine, but you're you're you're, you're doing it because you're. Is, just own it. Yeah. Own it. If you want to say, hey, you know what? I'm a black guy. I I believe that you know this was a race issue. Then then fine. But you know what? It 
and I'm definitely not going to defend Mel Gibson, as weird as this is going to sound, like at least this dude had the balls to say, I know he was drunk, you know, (laughs) and this is going to go to a crazy place. But, you know, he suffered the consequences for it. But, I mean, and here's the thing. He's done. Drunk or not, leading up to that event where he yelled at the cops and made all these, like, anti-Semitic remarks, like Passion of the Christ, you could tell, like, it was progressively getting more, like, this guy's getting out there more and more to be, like, is, I mean, who could deny that he was against Jews before that thing even happened? Right. But at least he lived and died by the sword. I mean, pretty, he's done. He's over with. I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe I mean, this guy, that, that guy was riding high for a long time and then made it became an awesome director. And this this guy is done. I mean, he well, is done. one thing done. you definitely don't do in Hollywood is make, you know, talk about the Jews in a negative fashion. The world makes ditch diggers. I, I would think that... Anybody else is fair game. What's crazy too is this guy had Anywhere enough else money. In the country, you could say whatever you want about the Jews because nobody, everyone feels the same way. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, this guy. Uh, I mean, this guy had enough money that he had his own production company and everything. And this people guy is still, still done. People still don't want anything to do with him. Actually, isn't he? He's in the new uh, uh, Machete. He's a. He's a. Uh, I don't know what, but he has like a guest guest spot role in that new Machete movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Robert Rodriguez has forgiven him, apparently. That movie looks like a hunk of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's a couple things before we get on. We're going to talk about World War Z, but before we do, we're going to wait until the end of the episode. That way, we can anybody who doesn't want to hear our spoiler, because we don't want to do two episodes, can just uh, turn it off and then come back to the episode later. But what the hell did I... I saw something else. Oh. Two things. One, I saw a documentary called A Band Called Death. And that's the theme music you heard for this episode, the beginning music that's uh, from this band called Death. And basically, it's a pretty cool documentary. I, you didn't get around to seeing it, did you? <laughs> did you even plan to see it? Are you? Would you see it? I'm going to make you see it right now when I tell you how great this is. So basically in the, in the 1970s, prior to the Sex Pistols, the Clash, any of these bands ever even being heard of, these three brothers who are black all lived in Detroit. They're like teenagers at the time. Their mom gets in a car accident. I'm going to try to review this as fast as possible. And um, she gets a settlement. And they take that money and they buy musical equipment. And one brother plays guitar, one brother plays bass, one brother plays the drums. And basically... They start this band called Death. Well, they're starting a band. They're rehearsing. Their dad ends up dying. One of the brothers, the lead, basic, the, the leader of the band, David, he um, he gets really emotional about his dad's death and gets really like religious and decides that he wants to call this band Death. Well, back then, in, like in the early '70s, right? There's no black groups playing rock and roll, so these guys basically put this like eight-song record album album together and. They start going around, so this is like 74 by the time this happens. They start going around to all these like different, like Motown and all these different places in Detroit to try to get this record made. And everybody's like, dude, you guys are black. You need to be playing like Motown music. Black people don't play rock and roll. It's just not going to, it's not, nobody wants to hear this from you guys. It's just not going to, it's not going to work. So the record company's looking at these guys physically and, uh, you know, are just saying like, we can't market this. So basically, uh, these guys get some money together and they press 500 uh, seven-inch records, which is just a uh, A and a B side, two song, two singles. So, uh, the, one of the guys that loaned him the money or loaned him some equipment ended up giving him. They ended up giving this guy a bunch of copies of the record, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you could we're giving these to you for free, but go ahead and sell them for whatever you want to sell them for, and you can recoup the money that we owe you because we don't have any money." So the guy agrees. Well, this dude gets lazy and never really never distributes the records. He's so, from Detroit too. Uh, I think at that time they they moved up to New England, before somewhere between New England or Detroit, one of those two places. So they end up moving up to New England because nobody they can't get you know anybody to take them seriously in Detroit. They're in New England for a little bit. This, the David, the, the guy who started the band, he moves back to Detroit. The other two brothers are now in New England. One guy's got like a, a girlfriend getting ready to be married, or he's married. And the two other brothers start a reggae band. Well, this David basically goes back and he's living his life in Detroit. And he comes to visit his brother, one of his brothers who's up in New England. And he gives him these, uh, the master tapes that they cut for the studio for this record. And he says, hey, man, keep a hold of the, you know, hide these records, put them somewhere. Um, 
I'm not going to be around forever. I want you to keep them. I know you'll keep them safe. Just protect them. One day the world's going to come looking for these records. So long story short, that David, he goes back to Detroit and like a year later he dies of cancer. And he, I guess they kind of felt like he knew it was, it was happening. He didn't share it with anybody, but he kind of, he knew he wasn't going to be long for the world. So now this guy puts these records in his attic and they're there for 30 years. His son, this Bobby, one of the other brothers, he's, I think the bass player, his Bobby or Dennis, I don't remember which, which, every one of the brothers, he's got a couple of sons. His sons are out in LA. Like this happens. I think this is 2009. And he's living there and there's a party going on. This girl hears this, this music at a party and calls him. He's like, you got to hear this music. So she she sends him a couple. She's like, I heard this at this party. It's crazy, man. This Apparently this band was from Detroit. These three black guys. And he's like, ah, that sounds familiar. My dad was from Detroit, you know, and he was in a band, but I don't know what kind of a band. Dad never told him about this band. He only knew of the reggae band. So that she gives him these MP3s. He hears it and immediately knows that's my dad's voice. So he calls his dad. His dad's like, yeah, that, that was me and my brothers. How the hell did you hear this? And he's like, this is getting played all over LA, like underground. So he, the, the kid basically says like, I got to get the master copies of this record. And I got, you got to put out a full length record. And the dad's like, well, I have them. They're in the attic. Well, the dad freaks out because he's like, he's ringing in the back of his head. Like my brother told me that one day the world would come looking for this music. And 30 years later, my own son Somehow, some way, like he heard this, someone told him about it, and now people want to make this record. So basically the record gets made in, uh, I think the record got made in 2009. And these guys are like, I guess they're out writing new music now. The two brothers who survived and then they, uh, the guitar player who was in their reggae band is taking the place as a guitar player where their other brother was. But it's a, it's a pretty awesome story, like how this whole thing worked out. I like, I'm really into documentaries. My one of my favorite ones is Anvil, the story of Anvil. If you've never seen that one, I don't. Did you ever see it? Mm-mm. It's based. That's basically a story about these guys who have. I think I want to. I think they're from Canada, and they've been in a rock, like a hard rock band since like the early '80s. They've they've like opened up for every major rock act. Everyone knows who these guys are, but they've just never gotten off the ground themselves. They're still like a, a not hair metal. They're like a real like like a rock band. Rock. I mean, like a metal band. Not like the 80s hair band kind of stuff, but a little bit harder. And they have like a ton of records that they've self-produced, but they've just never gotten their just due. So that's another, like one of these rock documentaries that if people are interested in those kind of things, it's a cool one to check out. But this one that I'm talking about now is called A Band Called Death. And you can see it at select theaters right now around the country, but you can also buy the whole thing on iTunes. So Nick, are you going to go see it now? You're like, how, no. You well, how'd you thing. see it again? I happened to be looking through uh, Fandango when I was going to go to the movies to see what time a movie was playing, and it was, it, it was a poster for it. Oh. So I was like, oh, let me check this out, and I checked it out, and sure enough. Well, how'd you watch it? Then you bought it on iTunes? I bought it on iTunes, and I watched it on my uh, mini, uh, what do you call that? Uh, iPad? I, iPad mini. Okay. That I got for Father's Day. All right. So it's pretty cool, and I think it was only like 12 bucks, and then there, it, there's an accompanying record you can buy, too, that's not included, but... You could buy that in addition to um, another thing, you know, besides I was hoping Steve was going to be here before, uh, I, at least for this last episode, because um, Steve quit smoking and is on a diet and he, he quit smoking. He went to these e-cigarettes that we were talking about earlier. And uh, I also, this is my second week without any caffeine at all. I don't drink pop, no coffee, just water. What was that all about? I'm on a diet, and everyone, including What's you. What's the goal of the diet? Well, to lose weight. What's the goal of any? What's diet? the caffeine supposed to because, be? Because well, because you yourself have told me, hey, like you, these people who think they drink diet pop, and it's better for you, you're wrong. It's not. It actually makes you hungry and makes you eat more. Did you not say that? Yeah, I did say okay, that. Okay, well, then. The but it, it's not to do with caffeine. It has something to do with the pop and the caffeine completely. I don't want to drink coffee. Just, I don't want to drink. I don't. The only way you can drink coffee is to drink black coffee, because otherwise you're adding all these sugars and creams, and I don't drink black coffee, so well, it doesn't work for me. I would put sugar in it. I don't. I, don't, I hate lemon, so I wouldn't just drink a regular tea. But anyway, so I'm also on a diet. And I was thinking the other day, man, I, I, this is crazy, but like, 
I know how junkies. I've been on diets before, but I was thinking about this recently. I know how junkies feel because I literally in the break room at my work, I walked by and there was a, a tin. Somebody brought in a, a thing of sugar cookies. Man, I walked past this thing and I'm like, the first time I walked past it, I'm like, no, man, I don't need that. And the thing called for me. I'm on the computer typing something and I'm like, you know what? What's one cookie? I mean, really is going to change the world if I eat one cookie? And I'm having this internal fight, you know, and I'm like, man, I've told my wife in six months I'm going to have a six pack. And everyone's told me that's completely impossible, but I'm still, that's my goal. You got to shoot high. Very so, high. Yeah. So not only with a diet, I have to, apparently I have to exercise too. The diet itself is not going to, we're not going to get to that point. So we're, we're starting off slow, two weeks on the diet. Then maybe I figure when I hit a plateau, then I'll kick into the exercise phase and they'll get me, you know, through my, through that first plateau. And then, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's after that. Maybe start smoking again. <laughs> To lose that extra pound or two. Yeah, I, I don't know, man, but it's rough. And uh, I, I originally said that. I told my wife that win, lose, or draw, I was going to take a shirtless picture and post it of myself and post it on Facebook six, exactly six months from the day I started my diet. And I don't know why I'm saying this right now on the podcast. But, you know, because I'm like, well, here's the thing. Even if I did lose the weight, like, who, who wants... In, in what context is it going to be cool for me to put a shirtless picture? Like, who's really going to be rooting for this? Like, I can I got to mark my calendar. I can't wait to see how this works out. Because if I am in shape and it's good, it's like, people are just like, that's douchey. Why did you put a shirtless picture of yourself? And then if I'm fat, well, I mean... You're going to drive around in the car shirtless? Dude, my goal is to wear just a white t-shirt for the rest of my life. Deep V? or just No, just a regular, you know, crew neck or whatever you call it. I'm not wearing any. That's it. It's going to be jeans and a white t-shirt like the Fonz. Period. Leather coat? Black leather. I wouldn't wear brown leather, though. No, I'll probably, uh, I don't know, man. I haven't thought about it. I just want to, even in the winter, I'm just going to wear a white t-shirt and feel good about it. Maybe even go to the beach. That's the goal. So we'll right. see if that happens. Trying um, new things. 2013. Yeah. I, in fact, I was looking at my list again of the uh, the possible, um, what do you call it, my resolutions. And I, 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 I've done a couple of them. Still a long way to go. I think we're, uh, we're are we at, half, uh, at the halfway point now? I think we're real, real close. Yeah, we got to be close. So we'll pick it up in the end. The, uh, the other thing. We're over the half point. I mean, oh, we're in July now. That's right. Yeah, there's a couple other, my uh, easy breeziness, I probably need to get back into my, my easy breezy uh, mindset. Uh, I want to talk about World War Z. World fucking War Z. So, we're at 40 minutes. I would suggest that if you don't want to hear about World War Z, or our spoiler, you turn the podcast off now. If that is the case, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. This one was kind of fly by night. Totally uh, not as prepared as usual because, uh, like I said, we had we had plans to do a bunch of other stuff and, and uh, we had a, a late dropout. So um, before we do the, the World War Z thing, I do want to say that if there's anybody you know that's interested in being on the podcast or if you're interested in being on the podcast – Contact us at our Gmail at uh, HeyMyManPodcast at gmail.com. Even if you know somebody else who you're like, wow, this person would really work good on the podcast. We definitely, I would think, I would like to find someone who's more liberal-minded than myself and Nick to replace Steve. But um, we'll consider anybody. So just only if you send an email to the um, to the email. So with that being said... Let's talk some World War Z. What'd you think? I thought it was probably... In my... Okay, when I... Let me qualify this first. I was going to say it's the best zombie movie I've ever seen. And here's why. People will immediately throw up Zombieland. I agree, Zombieland is an awesome movie. But it's a comedy. I don't consider that... When I'm talking about a zombie movie, I'm talking about like zombie horror. Right. I'm not talking about zombie comedy. Because Shaun of the Dead is awesome, right? Another one of my favorite movies, um, but I thought it was all around a great movie. And yeah. Just so you guys know, Steve, it's funny because we were excited because Steve hated it or d- 
didn't really appreciate it. And he was really excited about seeing the movie because he really likes the book. And I was actually not excited about seeing the movie and wasn't even going to see it. I ended up seeing it before Nick and then I, I hurried up and went and saw it. And then Nick went and saw it to make sure he, so he could talk about it on the podcast. But I think overall the story was cool. Yeah. I, I think it ended cool. I think the uh, Brad Pitt's character was cool. I mean, you have to sense, for anyone to say, I think, and I hate to have to do this because he's not here, but Steve's critique was, you know, hey, his character was one-dimensional, and, you know, once again, it's just that same story of this one guy the world calls on to to save the world. It's like, what's well, a zombie movie? You have to suspend disbelief. So it's all based in complete bullshit. There's obviously not a zombie apocalypse. Why, Whether it be one guy or, or a team of scientists, what's the difference? It's fake. Right. So who cares? So usually I'm not like that. And in fact, I thought that Steve was saying that he didn't like it just to make just to see if I would say I liked it to be in opposition of him. Right. But that wasn't the case. So what do you got? I liked it. Um I would also I would say as far as that genre goes it's, it's probably the new standard as far as judging against all other ones. I thought that Dawn of the Dead, the remake that came out, I think back like in 2001 or 2 was pretty decent, but this one I really liked. The special effects were awesome. Uh I know a lot of people always throw this out there, and like fanboys of zombie movies, and if the zombie moves fast or something, that for them it's like not. Uh, um, I, I don't know what the word form. right, and I, that didn't bother me because I thought it it was cool. Because I know in the book they it was kind of like The Walking Dead where the zombies were slow and it was everything like that, but I thought it made for some cool visuals in the movie. But okay, think about this as far as zombies go. How, why is it scary to have a slow... Now, I understand nine times out of ten, it's like... It's only scary when zombies have cornered you on all sides. And you're stuck and you can't get out. But if a zombie... Like, even in The Walking Dead, like, they're they're literally walking 20 feet away. And there's a zombie like... And just everyone's like, yeah, whatever. When he gets close to us, we'll kill him. And that'll be that. Right. This was actually a cool twist on the whole thing. And it actually made it a bit scary. And it made it a bit, you know... Otherwise... Like I said, I mean, if you can outrun the, the the threat, it's not that scary. Unless you know you're a fat ass and you can't outrun them. Why? How? Zombies aren't that scary, right? Yeah, I uh, I thought it was good. Um, and it obviously, didn't follow the book. No, the the book is more like the character portrayed by Brad Pitt is kind of like it's ten years after, like I think after humans have regained control of the planet. And Brad Pitt's character basically is going around interviewing all these people that witnessed what happened. So um, somebody from Israel, somebody from the United States, just all over, and d- telling their different stories and what they saw. And uh, I know that they reshot a lot of this movie, like the entire third act originally was supposed to be something totally different, and they ended up reshooting the whole thing. My only thing I didn't like was... The action sequences and the action was really fast-paced and good for the first and second act. And the third act kind of slowed down a lot where they were in that lab right. and having to sneak by well, them Because it all. was confined to a like a, inside of a building where right. the other stuff... I, I thought that they didn't do enough. Like when he landed in... Um, where was the first place he landed in? Was it Tokyo? No. Korea. It? Korea. South Korea. Um, the airport scene was kick-ass. They, you know, again, it kind of takes you out of it. Just like in the Batman movies, when they do a lot of stuff in the dark, I'm sure it helps the director a lot because you, there's a lot of mistakes that you can make and like things can move a little bit slower or, or it, it just seems that you get confused at who's doing what. Or there was a scene in the beginning before he even got on the, the helicopter where he's coming up the stairwell and I thought he got, he got bit, correct? I thought he got bit, but he didn't. He said that he got the juice, the zombie juice in his mouth. And he was concerned about that. But they never went back to it. They never... Like, that was on the roof of the apartment. That was while he was going up the stairs to the roof. But I'm saying, like, they made a point, and I thought, man, that's going to come back. Some way, shape, or form, they're going to retouch on that. Like, And even when he was, like, coming up with a resolution, he didn't. it wasn't in his mind, like, you know what? I got it in my mouth, and that didn't change. It never played a part in the movie. It just felt like they were going to do something with that. And maybe originally with the other ending, they right. were... But did you catch that? Yeah, I, I remember. Because he started counting in his head, like, one, one thousand, right. two, and that's what he does when he cuts off that right. Israeli soldier's hand. 
Well, they, apparently the original ending was a lot darker. Um, br- instead of Brad Pitt going to that uh, World Health Organization, he goes to Budapest and joins up with a military group. I think they get the the vac they, in the movie. They would they, the original ending. They get that vaccination, but it focuses a little bit more too on his family. They get sent to this refugee camp, and the refugee camp kind of folds like zombies overtake it, and they're kind of all dispersed. Well, some soldier portrayed by Matthew Fox, who I think he was from Lost. He's yeah. been in a couple of things. He basically tells his fa- like enslaves kind of uh, his wife and like she's got to trade sex to him. When's and this? It, in the original? Oh, in the original ending. Yeah, okay. yeah. So they decided to get rid of all that, but the original ending was a lot darker, and it ends with Brad Pitt like like heading back to the United States to hook back up or to find his wife. But um. But here's the thing. Uh, they definitely left the movie open for. Uh, a second yeah. part because he's like saying like, Hey, it hasn't been cured. We just slow these people down for the time being enough for us to be able to think about a, an alternate. And obviously they're not saying, they're not thinking about re- reversing. That's the one thing that I liked about it. It wasn't like, Hey, let's reverse these guys from zombies and make them human again. Right. No, they're already dead. They've been reanimated. You know, we're not, we can't save them at this point. So I, I like the fact that it wasn't like, here's a special thing that's going to make these people right. human again. Um, speaking of that, Real quick, there was another. I saw another zombie movie last week. I rented called Warm Bodies. I don't know if you saw the previews for this thing, <laughs> but basically the premise of this is so the you know these people are zombies. The stars. It's a comedy, movies. right? Yeah, and they start getting loved by other people who are still human, and they they turn human again. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's fucking retarded. <laughs> Did you get it from Redbox? No, I got it from uh, I got it on demand. Uh-oh. uh Uverse. But um, I thought Brad Pitt. I thought he acted well. Yeah. And I, again, I'm I scratch my head thinking about when he doesn't. I mean, I don't think he's the most. He's been real good at picking stuff. That's yeah. That, and he's that's like dec- Daniel Day Lewis now, where he does something every ten years, where or you know, it's very few and far between. Well, he's produces the movies now. He's got that company. So it, actually, oddly enough. Uh, his production company, Leonardo DiCaprio's, were in a bidding war over the rights to this, make this book into a movie, and apparently Brad Pitt won. I think, he, I mean, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio could have done the same thing. He's just he's better than anybody, so I, I, I can't see him not being liked. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really trying to think hard about like where the weakness was in the movie and i think it moved at like a, a good pace yeah that, that's the only critique i had was the third act the, the pace was kind of mixed up a little bit and it was showing i guess that they were you know that it was more like one-on-one ver- people versus zombies but like the israeli action sequence with the zombies coming up that wall like you said yeah. it was like flawless special effects well it, it actually like stirred some emotion in you because you're inside the walls of israel and these people are like hey we're the rescued we're the people who are saved and they're singing this song of joy, which irritates or like <clears throat> incenses the zombies or brings the noise brings these zombies. And they're piling up at like again like a breakneck speed on top of one another and climbing like a eighty or ninety foot wall. And they come over the top. And like I said, then all it takes is for one or two just to bite. And these people turn within ten seconds or, or eight seconds or whatever, and the whole city's overtaken. So it's a pretty grim outlook. And you're like, hey, this dude continues to like escape. By the you know the skin of his teeth, then he gets on the plane, and the same thing happens on the plane, and he throws a grenade and sh- basically shears the plane in two pieces. Him and the Israeli chick are the only people that survived the plane crash. Um, <clears throat> again, you're going to have to suspend disbelief if you're going to be if, you know. I, what bothers me more is when people go, oh, you know, <clears throat> of course you have to suspend disbelief, but this was ridiculous, really, because those same people thought that Denzel in that movie where he inverts the plane. When he's drunk, is like, oh, that that totally could happen. I mean, that's based or, on. Or when, he, when he's a cop and he forces another cop to smoke crack or whatever. No, uh, a PCP. Yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that's like that's a real movie that's trying to be serious. This movie is for entertainment purposes and is meant to be a zombie movie, like a it's sci-fi not meant to be horror taken movie. Seriously, yeah. you know, nobody's. They're not saying like, hey, if you don't pay close attention, this may happen to us. It's obviously bullshit. You know. <laughs> So, like, when when people get cri- critical like that, it's like, really, look at the movies you like, and look at how like how stupid and ignorant they are. And 
It wasn't like this was a movie like it was like based on a true story and it was like oh this this couldn't have been true. It's like it's all fucking it's all myth. It's all made up. It's so you like the book though. Yeah. And you like the movie. Yeah. It's one of those it's one of those rare times where I didn't really appreciate the book. I got halfway through and I was bored, but where like in your instant in your sake where you're, in your situation where you can say, "Hey, I like the movie and I like the book a lot both." independently of one another because one has not much to do with the other except for the basic story which like you usually don't have that people are like oh i like the movie better i like the book better and yeah i i, I don't know i, I usually I, I think you're right it's hard to compare the two and when i heard the movie was coming out i was like there's no way they could make it like the book how could they ever make that a movie in the way the book was written i guess the one thing that they needed to do not they needed to do it didn't really make a difference and it was it was fine but in the next movie i'd like to do i'd like to see them do a um a flashback to Brad what Brad Pitt was actually doing prior cuz they keep alluding to like hey he was called in to work on these special cases but they never really say what and so maybe they'll do that in the next incarnation you know of the yeah. movie and they'll develop that character a little more but my thing is with Steve's critique of like, hey, they didn't develop this guy's character. I did not care about any of the characters. It's like the movie moved too fast. And it wasn't about Brad Pitt's character. It was about the zombie infestation. So right. we really don't need to learn a whole lot about him and see like his soft side and his his, his hard side and his passionate side and his fun side. You know what I mean? We don't really need to develop him as like a, a well-rounded human being. He likes to play Wii with his two daughters. Yeah, we, we want to see this guy go in there and fix the problem. And they really didn't paint him as like a badass. Like he was a special like special ops guy that was like... He was basically a dude who was, I consider like a, a problem solver, like scientist. Yeah, he'd been in war zones, I guess. What do you call it? Like a, like a think tank kind of guy where he was going in with SEAL teams that were protecting him. But he still had a, a. He was smart enough to have some good sense about him to get him through when he needed to. Right. But they didn't. It wasn't one of those ones where, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, he goes in by himself, like Rambo, and he needs no help from anyone else, and the, the SWAT teams die around him or the SEALs die around him, but he's the only. Like, he's using a SEAL as a shield, and like he's, he's doing Jason karate. Yeah, he's doing karate on zombies. It, it wasn't like that. So, like I said, if Steve would consider responding on the or anybody on the butterfly radio app that's something that i really wish and hope that people take advantage of because it's really cool way to interact if you've seen the movie i'd love to hear what everybody has to say about it i'd like to hear you know what you liked what you didn't like if you agree with my and nick's assessment if you agree with my version of what steve's assessment is and uh whether it be this movie or any other movie throw a question out there um throw a comment about a movie or something we talked about in the past or what have you. But just, uh, again, if you want to check out our Butterfly Radio app, just go to Butterfly Radio and search Hey My Man Podcast. And there, if you're using an iPhone or like a, um, a um, what do you call it, iPad mini or iPad, you could do it right from there too. So you could just, there's a little like microphone icon that you click on. You could talk. You have five minutes to say whatever you want. So please take advantage of that. This was a movie that I thought they could have actually added. They could have made it like one of those two and a half hour movies. I was shocked that it was only just just under. Well, two you thought hours. it was because when I asked you originally, I was yeah. like, "Dude, I'm almost. I might be out because I can't. My kid's not going to sit there for two and a half hours." Right. But um, and in fact, I was even thinking, "I'm like, dude, I'm really not into this. I'm really not into this movie enough to sit there for two and a half hours." But I couldn't. I wanted more. I was like, this, "I couldn't." I was like, "Man, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, this is going to end. How are they going to resolve this so quick?" I also thought during the movie, I'm like hitting all these points of like of the story. It's like, okay, here's a problem. You know, here's the, it went through all the steps. They resolved it. There's no question left asked. I mean, it's not one of those movies where you're like, well, they really didn't, except for the thing, like I said, where he got the zombies spit in his mouth or whatever, um, which I think unfortunately probably was because there was some alternate thing that was supposed to happen that they changed, but it wasn't that big of a part of the movie. But every question was asked. I felt after the movie, I was like, Okay, this story was summed up. They've also left the door open for a, a follow-up story. But if they never made another movie, I'd be content with the this one itself. It stands right. alone. So, yeah, that's my assessment. I mean, so far it's the best movie I've seen this summer. Before we go any further, stand by real quick. I'm going to play this uh, Stitcher commercial.
So while we're talking about movies, it doesn't seem like there's really anything else going on for the rest of the year except God for Stitcher? Wolverine. We're on it. So get Which, it. Before I was saying a couple weeks ago, I know that I'm sick of superhero song. movies. Stitcher Smart Radio. But once again, you know, they did a really good job of cutting the trailer together and it looks pretty awesome. And I, I mean, I have, unfortunately, because my kid's into superheroes, I, I, I'm going to have to go anyway. So it looked pretty good. I, I saw a preview for this uh, RIP Police Department or whatever with. Uh, oh my God. It looks so bad. Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. It looks so bad, man absolutely horrible so maybe by contrast wolverine and actually i'm not a horror guy but the, the, did you see the the conjuring trailer yeah it actually looked pretty scary yeah. I, I know you're more of a horror guy than i am I, would you go see that It'd be something that you yeah, would maybe I, I wait did um the purge come out already i think it came and went i think we missed it i don't know and and, and it, I, I i'm not positive i you know what? It's in theaters now because actually I remember seeing it on the list. Yeah, it never, it just never. No one's talking about it. Got a it buzz for sure. or anything. It must have Isn't just... Ethan Hawke in it? Yeah. You know what? I will say this about Ethan Hawke Brooklyn's Finest is one of the coolest police movies I've ever seen. It gets no respect or people don't talk about it. But it's absolutely an awesome movie all the way around. I think it's another, like, probably, definitely in my top 50. And one day I'll have to put this thing together that I keep talking about. But, uh,. Yeah, he's good in that. What do you think about the Wolverine? Uh... It looks good. I think I told you that the one thing that I, I, I definitely you always see, it, it's one of the storylines like it never fails. There's always a storyline in one of these superhero movies where the superhero loses his powers. And it, I know Wolverine loses his regenerative powers in the movie. And it's kind of like, man, I don't want to see that. I want to see Wolverine kicking ass total carnage from the beginning to the end of the movie. So... You know, I think it looks good. I think Brian Singer is back as the director. He did the first two X Men, and the guy's done a lot of good stuff. He didn't do Wolverine Origins, did the first one, did he? No. Oh. He did X Men One, X Men Two, and then because uh, the the first Wolverine movie was just not that great. Yeah, he did not do that. Somebody, I don't know who did that. There's supposed to be a new. Uh, I saw something about the new Ninja Turtles movie too. Yeah. And I actually was reading about it. And is, again, that's one of those movies I don't have to see because my kid likes the Ninja Turtles. But it actually looked pretty interesting. A so. live action or CGI? Oh, I think it's a live action. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because live the, action or anima- animation? Because the last one was was like just like a CGI it was, it was, animation, right? Yeah, it was it was pretty cool actually. I mean, I to me, I could stomach a Ninja Turtles movie better if it's animation than you know those stupid costumes. Because every time I think of uh, Corey Feldman as Michelangelo, it just What's really weird is those, I saw those movies when they first came out when I was like in fourth or fifth grade. They're awesome. There you can. I've I've never since I've seen it in theater. I've never seen it again. I've never seen it on TV. It's never on cable. It's not on HBO. It's not. I've. Have you ever seen it again? It went the way of Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> you know, you could probably rent it if you found like a mom and pop video store, but like at, at a like box office video, you probably couldn't find it. Yeah, have you noticed that? Like, I've never really thought about it. But any other movie that you think you'd want to see eventually would come on Spike or TNT or or TBS or HBO or something you'd watch. I've never seen those movies re-aired. Because the first one I thought was decent enough, and I actually want to go back and just see if it still it doesn't. If it stands the test of time, does not because <laughs> Splinter looks so stupid, dude. It's dumb, but this one has uh Oh, I know it's live action because um, April O'Neil is the your Totham. Uh, what's her name? Megan. Megan Fox. Fox is the new April Oof. O'Neil. And again, just like I'm sure it's going to be like the hipster version, or they're going to do you know, there's going to be a twist to the story. I know the, the Shredder origin is supposed to be. That's what I was reading. Is like the origin of Shredder is going to be different than. Uh, He's not. It's going to be a rat that uh, saws. No, that's master. Splinter. Shredder is the you know the guy with the the bad guy. Oh okay. Um, but beyond that, like I said, there's really nothing funny at all or good or interesting that I've seen. Now, who knows? There may be a late edition. But even on on video, I don't think there's anything that I'm looking for that to come out. Oh, what about uh, uh Grown Ups too? Ugh. People, uh, man, polarizing put the, is it? Put not? the nail in the coffin of Adam Sandler's career and just just give it up. What's funny is again, if you watch Grown Ups, the trailer to the first one, it looks hilarious. The movie was shit. Now you see the trailer to this one, it looks funny too. And I remember I was looking at, it, I was like, this could be funny, but I don't. 
I just don't want to get drawn in again. And my kid was like, oh, we got to see this. This looks great. <laughs> and I'm like, because he likes Kevin James. Oh. And I'm like, I don't, I, man, I just, I, I'll probably see it again because, you know, my kid. Yeah. I, I use it as a crutch, but I'm just not, not a fan of the last, like, eight things that Adam Sandler did. Although, I will tell you this. I just read, um, because when I asked, Paul Verzi answered our 14, 15 questions. I asked him, and uh, one of the questions was, what was his favorite book? And he said the uh, Rodney Dangerfield autobiography, which I bought and read in like a day. How is that? It's it's absolutely amazing, dude. (laughs) Absolutely. And my wife hates Rodney more than anything in the world. Like, just detests him. I think all women hate him. Really? Like, like they don't like his humor that's annoying to them. Just the faces he makes are, are, are beyond ridiculous. Like, in Caddy... I think... I'm trying to think where she would... Even, like, Ladybugs? Like, he, <laughs> nice. like he, she she has limited experience, and it's not back to school. It's, like, Ladybugs and, right. like, some of the... Uh, Wally Sparks. Wally Sparks, if she even saw that. But it might just be Ladybugs. But, it, I mean, obviously, that was a movie where it was, like, he was definitely not doing his shtick. It was, like, you know, hey, I'm getting paid on this one and, and whatever. But uh, the book was it was awesome. I mean, he has some really cool stories, and he's had, he had some really great experiences, and... But what was weird was he paid a lot of homage to fucking Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey, who was like, you know, Jim Carrey is a guy he really had like major respect for. And they had like a mutual major respect. And when Rodney had his club, he did a lot. He like he put uh, Jim Carrey on and he had Jim Carrey open for him all over the country. And so Jim Carrey actually wrote the foreword, which I won't, you know, I won't hold it against the book. My I'm not really a big Jim Carrey guy, but the actual book itself. Amazing. I would give it to you. I've never seen Jim Carrey stand up. It's, well, if you remember, uh, didn't he do. I think if you watch, like, I know there's early video where he does, like, a lot of, like, um, like physical comedy where he falls. He does it, like, he changes his face and he does, like, different impressions or whatever. But I've never seen any of his, like, like long form stand up, but I mean, I'm talking about in general, I'm not really a big fan of his. Right. And especially, okay. So after the Jim Carrey thing where he, uh, did the song, you know, the NRA making fun of the, making fun of the NRA that you were all up in arms about before. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. So he is one of the stars of kick-ass too. You're aware of that? Yeah. Okay. Did you see that he came out? Yeah, and he regrets doing it. He came out against it and is pretty much telling people like, "Don't see it. Don't see this movie." That's, I'm ashamed. I'm sh- he's probably going to be done in Hollywood now. <laughs> you think so? You think Kickass has that kind of pull? I mean, here's the thing: you put that much money into making a movie and you pay him sca- whatever his quote is, right? And then he comes out before your movie comes out. And he's like, "Don't see this piece of shit." The mistake is it, too violent. I, yeah, this movie is after what happened at I, because he was filming it prior to. Sandy Hook. Yeah. And he's like, like, this just, this violence can't be, we, we have to change the way we do things. And it's like, again, I'm not saying, I mean, I have Jim, I, I'm, I'm no better than he is. I don't have any, I, I find some moral high ground to stand on. So I shouldn't really, you know, be mad at him about it. But it's just like, why just be Jim Carrey, like go out there and make funny movies. Uh, right. You know, I don't. I don't know, that's my opinion. So I just thought it was a little strange that, like, I would be pissed if I was in a studio. I feel like, really? Oh, I'm sure they're livid. I, and I, the movie the movie looks as ridiculous as the first one, which I thought was was great. Right. Because it's ultra... Did you see it? Yeah. <clears throat> I, wasn't a, I wasn't really big into the Nicolas Cage part, but other no. than that, I thought it was, like, it was really it was really interesting. I'll just say that. But, no, I found it kind of just strange that I saw that article, and I'm like, What? Now all of a sudden he's saying like, "Hey, this this last movie I spent the last like three months making, piece of shit, don't see." It. <laughs> um, you have anything else? I think that's gonna wrap it up for me. So, um, like I said, next week uh, I actually had an article I wanted to read, but I'm gonna save it for next week. Next week will be episode thirty-five. Um, hopefully. Uh, We'll plan. I plan on being a little more prepared next week, and the only thing I want to really, I'm trying to think. Dexter came back. I already had the first episode of this season, which was crazy. I know you didn't see it yet, so I don't want to spoil it for you. But I still, I didn't even see the last it season. Is I would have told you. I told you last season. I was out. I'm like, I'm, I don't even care anymore. It's just stupid. I'm just tired of every every murderer in the world having something to do with Miami Metro homicide or dating someone. You know. 
but the way they started off this season and what they've done with the characters is is it's crazy. So it's gonna it's that it's, this is it. This is the last season. So it's it's gonna get to a whole another level at this point. And uh, I changed my mind. I thought that at the end of this thing that Dexter was gonna uh, get caught. I don't think it's gonna happen. That's just my prediction. So beside Dexter, um, I don't know where we're at as far as Breaking Bad. How many more? August eleventh. August eleventh. So keep a lookout for that. Um, the only other thing I have is uh, our the um, Hey My Man podcast Twitter page is uh, what is it Hey My Man at Hey My Man twenty twelve. Mine's at Stuper Dave Inc. Same as my Vine. So I'm making Vine videos. So if you want to check those out, Nick's at Nick four eighty eight, and we don't care about Steve's anymore. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the rest of this song from Death. <laughs>